Hello, I'm Pete Loughlin, and I'm on my way to Berlin to sample the zeitgeist of e-invoicing at the EXPP Summit 2012. So here we are at the, um, at the, at the Hilton in Berlin at the EXPP Summit uh, 2012, and I'm with um, Bruno Koch, the chairman and founder of the summit. It's so. a pleasure to organize the ADXPP Summit here in Berlin. It's an international congress, and uh, as I said, it's the eighth one. What happened uh, eight years before? What was the reason that I founded it? At that time, electronic invoicing was indeed in a childhood, and uh, the first, especially larger companies, they, they are looking for information about the market, about the solution, but there was no appropriate uh, conference. Therefore, I decided to found the first conference with an international focus with large companies, with multinationals as target audience. So this is the eighth year. Is there anything new or different about this conference compared to previous conferences? On one side, it is much more international. This year, I'm proud to say that we have uh, delegates coming from 36 countries. It starts in New Zealand, Australia. Delegates come from Chile, Pakistan, India. Uh, this expresses how international the market, meanwhile, is. Everywhere on the world are invoices issued and uh, substitute these paper-based invoices by electronic ones is a major issue, and therefore electronic invoicing is already a huge industry. And uh, what I have in mind also a little bit is uh, to, to flatten the world, means to bring together the different approaches from the world. On one side, we have uh, Latin America with a very special approach, combat uh, Tax evasion is in foreground there. The models from Latin America are quite different from the European and from the US models. In the US, we have more purchase to pay, more procurement in the foreground. And in Europe, the holistic approach, electronic from end to end, from supplier to buyer is in the foreground. And my intention is a little bit to bring together stakeholders from around the world to exchange this information and to understand each other better and maybe to adopt the best components in their own country. One of the first exhibitors I caught up with was Tolia, the dynamic discounting people from San Francisco. Here's Marcus Ament and Martin Quenzel. Last year, actually, in Barcelona, at the same show, EXPP, Henry from Paystream uh, gave a presentation there, and um, it was the first time, I think, that the audience here, the, the invoicing audience, actually heard about dynamic discounting, and his topic was kind of similar, that in the United States, uh, dynamic discounting, supply chain finance in general, so financial value for suppliers, is an adoption driver. So he started last year with that, it was great. And uh, just Martin told me, perhaps you can talk more about that. It was a user conference or the user meeting here. The user forum here. Yeah, and uh, they talked about dynamic discounting there, which is a, a great sign because it didn't happen before. I, I think in Europe, uh, companies more and more realize that e-invoicing is just a tool, but you sh should use it for not only um, streamline your process and get the, the benefits from 
better working, faster process, but also what comes next. And uh, having a better visibility, having invoices earlier to approve, that really enables you to react much faster on your working capital and really almost in real time manage your working capital and use dynamic discounting as an instrument to invest free cash or if you need cash also to use it on the other end to improve your cash flow and uh, and that working capital management is I think what the people now realize is something which is not only a benefit from electronic invoicing that's actually the future of the financial supply chain I really believe that I would go one step further I mean we all talk here about electronic invoicing, about adoption. I mean, that, that's, that's a little bit what matters. To have a successful electronic invoicing project, well, your suppliers need to adopt it. Um, but let's be honest, suppliers don't really like electronic invoicing. It's regardless how you do it, integrated or portal or PO flip or all this beautiful stuff, they still don't like it. They, they would prefer sending a paper invoice. So you've got to give them something that makes sense to the suppliers. And that is what, what suppliers care at the end of the day about. It's just one thing to get paid. So this is what dynamic discounting brings to the table, right? I mean, getting paid. Thordor Erlingsson is the CEO of InExchange, a Swedish-based uh, e-invoicing company. And I asked him uh, for his views on interoperability. In our case, well, we had have, we have, we have all the same problems that, that everybody have had, like, I mean, and what, what, uh, what, what, what everybody are having now in Europe uh, is, is all these discussions of how are we going to going to, to get uh, traction to, the, to, to, to e-invoicing. And, and when we started up, we had exactly the same thing. We started up, and and and, and there were so so there were thresholds all over the place, you know, with other other operators that, that had uh, you know, different kinds of business model and different kinds of views on, on interoperability. And uh, it took us two or three years to 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 get where we are now in Sweden and Scandinavia, where we can actually you know access uh, you know more or less every net at every operator. And what has actually happened uh, that that when when that happened. Uh, uh, the volumes of invoices they, they, they increased 20 30 percent 30 percent of the of the invoices in in, in in exchange net actually come from other operators or go to other operators and I think that's really the, the key thing to to, to make invoice invoicing work and uh, and of course this has to be supported with the business models of the operators so <laughs> so there is that and, and that's really the, the the problem right now that the business models are not aligning, aligning with with each other. And and uh, and until that's solved, it, it won't it won't pick up. That's that's very very simple. Who should pick up the cost of interoperability, though? I mean, you've got companies like uh, Arriva, for example. Uh, well, they, they, have pro- they have a problem with the business model. Of course, eighty percent of their income is coming from from uh, the supplier, and and that's how EDA has been driven. You know, in twenty five years. Uh, that, that uh, you know the, re- the receiving part paid nothing, and, and uh, the suppliers had to pick up the bill. And uh, we actually looked very carefully at that when we started up in exchange, and we tried to build a business model that would actually allow us to to inter- interoperate with with everybody else, uh, and and we wouldn't and we didn't have to charge uh, uh, anybody else. Here's Tim McGrath, something of a guru on e-invoicing standards. Uh, and, um What's been interesting this year is, is really nobody's talked about standards. Um, and if they have, they've talked about them in the sense of there aren't any, um, or the, the lack of, I should say. Uh, and I think this, this is sort of the stage of maturity we're at here, is that industries in this communities like this 
get the level of standardisation they deserve in the sense of uh, you get what, you get out what you put in to the process. And there's this sort of myth that, that somebody out there is creating these standards for us and we can pick them up and use them. But standards making is really a, a community activity. And I have to say that that, that that message or that vision isn't necessarily held by a lot of people in the standards community, standards making industry. You know, that that uh, um, we have, to a certain extent, failed these communities by not, uh, first of all, engaging them in the process, and secondly, providing them with the sorts of things they actually need to use. Um, and uh, part of that, I, I think, is just cultural. It's it's historic, you know, the way that um, uh, the way that things have worked in the past uh, don't seem to be working today, uh, and and um, I think uh, you mentioned the fact that there were there were more standards for invoices in Europe than there were languages is is an indication, I think, of. of the fact we need to look a bit closer about what we mean by standards uh, and, and what are the things that are valuable. The standards, as far as invoicing is concerned, and the need for standards comes from an age when we had to have standards because computers were not sophisticated enough to deal with unstructured data. Mm. And now in the age where uh, my retina can be scanned at the airport to identify me, we actually don't need standards because computers are clever enough to be able to, to read unstructured data. And I, I think what, what you've, and, and I agree, because what, what you've identified is the fact the thing we used to call standards is, is not working for us. And because we were very fixed on this idea of, you say, the technology of the standard, the format, the syntax, because the machine had to you know, read 40 characters and then this and then that. And, and clearly, that isn't with technology now. Uh, that's sort of a mechanical process. What we need to standardise on, and this is that magical word semantics, you know, we need to have common understanding of the meaning of stuff, uh, not what it looks like. Here's Marcus Hornberg from OB10, an expert on e-invoicing compliance, and Jan Vandenberg, CEO of Authentidate. They're missing the point because the uh, e-invoicing or the lack of pickup in e-invoicing was never related to digital certificates or signatures. It's largely related on the fact that suppliers have to provide data because sending PDF invoices never helps a, a large receiving client. What would they do with PDFs? They want structured data for the ERP system. And they want it secure, and they want it secure over the whole message trail. So the certificate is added for, for security reasons, not to facilitate e-invoicing. It was always a part of, of legislation in some countries. In some countries, you didn't have to have it. So what is the excuse for lack of pickup in those countries that never mandated the use of a digital certificate? There is no explanation, and that is never discussed in these roundtables. So do you think, to a certain extent, the debate is really um, developing an obsession with the technical detail? Yeah. So at, at, a, at a given time in the, in the past... The discussion went out of control, let's say it this way. So some technicians uh, took over and said, okay, uh, the digital signature works this and this way with certificates and, and all these techy stuff no one wants to hear because he's uh, taking care of a business process. 
and not about how a computer works. And if you're driving a car, you don't care about how the motor or all, all these electronic stuff and all these in there works. It's, it's completely useless for driving a car. Yeah? You have to know how to drive the car, not to, how to, uh, to know how it works. And it's the same also with the digital signatures or security in, in for business processing. And finally, I spoke to Mikkel Hipperbrunn uh, from TradeShift about the downside of PDF invoices. I'll ask you the question, is there any downside to PDF invoices? Well, it really depends on what side you're on, or if you're on the receiving end or if you're on the sending end. Um, because when you send an invoice, you know, the easiest way to actually send it away is very often uh, as a PDF document. It's the first step up from a, a paper document, so, you know, it's human readable. Yeah. It's uh, a common denominator that most of your customers will be able to interpret and, and process, so it's a really easy thing. But if you're at the receiving end, it's like getting a, you know, deck of cards where all the data is just mixed up. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, you know, you have to gather all that data and, and put structure into it again. And it's But there's technologies that uh, exist today. I mean, for if at the airport um, they can scan my retina to yeah. recognize me, surely the technology can, can read a PDF invoice. Yes, the technology can, you know gather the words and the sentences, but the structure on the printed format is very different from company to company to invoicing system to invoicing system, so you don't really know where the data is. You have to do a, a very advanced data capture on the PDF or scanned document, and there will be errors in these processes. You can you know, learn patterns and become more and more accurate, but you know, you will have problems, uh, you know, the first time around you see an invoice and there is a learning curve and there, you, there is a data loss. So there you have it, a snapshot of EXPP 2012. Quite an unusual conference in that there are lots of sellers and very few buyers, but a fantastic forum to get together and understand what's current in a fast-moving market. I, for one, am certainly looking forward to EXPP 2013.